Hey, welcome to Theology Jam. Uh, I'm John Korkadakis, here with my good friend Matthew Burkholder. And uh, this is a, a podcast where we tackle some significant things in the world of theology, in the world of church, and how it affects us personally and culturally and from a society standpoint and hopefully from a spiritual standpoint as well. And, um, you know, I hope you've been challenged, but I'm excited to, to say that we've got some interesting podcasts coming up. We're going to be interviewing some very interesting people and going to be talking about some really deep topics and hopefully, uh, in, in one way or another, uh, encourage you in your walk with Jesus Christ. So that's where we are today. Now, um, Matthew and I, uh, by the way, hi, Matthew. Hi. How's, yeah. how's, how, how's things going? Good. For yeah, you? things are going kids, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids are back in school. Kids and... are back in school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's <It's> helpful. <laughs> that's, that's a great place to be. Yeah. Yes. So here we are. Now I'm going to, we, we have not done any preparation with this particular topic, but this topic, um, I'm sort of throwing Matthew uh, into, into the wild with this particular one. But we're going to talk about the church and social media. Okay, and here's here's why I want to talk about social media. I'm always I'm always concerned when the church when I feel the church has made some really bad decisions about about something that I think we should be kind of leading the way on, or maybe not leading the way, but utilizing it for positive outcomes. And I have to admit that. Recently, I'm hearing more and more churches who are just doing away with social media altogether. Mm-hmm. And they're categorizing social media as this great evil. And, you know, the, the people who, uh, you know, have developed these platforms are not necessarily godly people. We shouldn't be supporting them. All this kind of stuff. And there's, and there's some very interesting rationale for them, for them doing that. And, you know, my very first reaction was, boy, that's a really dumb thing to do. <laughs> why, why would you jettison an opportunity for you to speak in the lives of people over this rationale that, you know, um, you could apply to anything, not right. just social media? What about, what about the bank that you, right. you know... Uh, you know, what about the grocery store? You know, I guarantee that all of those companies hold values that we as churches don't necessarily affirm, but we're not stopping shopping at the grocery store and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, I've just, it makes me want to hit my head against the wall that we continue to do things that, you know, ostracize ourselves from the culture and the society around us. And then rationalize it by this hyper spirituality that we're going to protect everybody. And my first reaction too is like, okay, how many people in that congregation immediately go, oh, because the church isn't doing social media anymore, we're quitting it altogether. Yeah. Am I crazy or what? No, that's that's an, I. It's funny because now that you say it, I'm remembering. Yeah, like there's been some public announcements by churches. And, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, sort of. I wonder. Do you think? Do you think there's an underlying uh, view of a general view of culture, though? Maybe that's that's driving some of those reactions, like where the church is sort of taking a, a position of, uh, you know, like a 
like a church versus culture. Yeah. Or separate. It's, it's almost like the, uh, um, it's not quite like Mennonite, but it's kind of like the separate ourselves from, from culture. I, I don't know. I, I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think it's a posture of that and, and have to be really careful because um, the, the Bible does talk about the world being one of our enemies. Okay. Yeah. But I think you have to flesh that out yeah. in, in a particular way. What does it mean when it talks about the world? Mm. Okay. And, uh, you know, especially in the gospel of John, John is very clear about what the cosmos means. Right. And what the world means. Um, right. And I think we, 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 we like, and I'm, I'm all, I guess I'm opposed to any time we get this us against them mm. mentality, which it's very nuanced, I know. Yeah. We have to be very careful. We don't want to be worldly in that. But I'm not sure that's the right way to do it. Yeah. And and like you said, the whole idea about um we need let's let's just step back from from any uh company or platform that uh espouses I mean, all all companies are are in it to make like profit, right? Like that's, oh, yeah. yeah, it's not like, a, um, it's not like we're going to be, we're going to have no moral conundrums with, with the company. Like we, we, we use smartphones that are, <sighs> no, you know, there's all sorts of, there's environmental <laughs> concerns, yeah. there's economic concerns. There's like, um, so that's, that is an interesting rationale because that's one of those things. Once you start doing, um, you, 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 you might have to kind of go out and, be in a farm and and just keep your keep yourself out of the culture. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. you know it, it it is a it is an incredible like and it and it's a form of cancel culture. Yeah, it's absolutely a form of cancel culture. And I'm not sure any time things become branded as we need to cancel this, mm-hmm. that it's a healthy thing, even even for the gospel. And, uh, you know, and just, I think it was just yesterday or it might have been the day before, I heard a very interesting statistic. Now, it was quoted by somebody else, but I, but I heard it. But supposedly, a professor at Duke University has put out a study. And uh, when it comes to the Internet, and this was a, 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 an interesting stat, that 7 Per, to 10% of the internet, I could be quoting this wrong because I'm pretty sure they said just 7% is negative, hmm. but it influences right. like 80, 90% yeah. of, of the internet, that, that small percentage, yeah. which is really disturbing because the majority of what I consider has been a dumpster fire for the last two and a half years has been all the negativity that seems to be prevalent on the internet. But according to this research study, it gets all the traction, and yet it's only a small percentage of what is actually on mm-hmm. the social media platforms. Yeah. So it's like, and you know, and I guess that's what bothered me even further. This is, I thought this was a, a gross overreaction to what is happening in the culture. Um, and really, it's going to be detrimental to the gospel overall. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's, it seems like we're going to carry ourselves in, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's social media is one, in, in one, one arena. Society in general is one arena. Media, and, 
family, church, like why not, why not carry yourself? Like why not rise above it? Yeah. Right? And, and express yourself in a, in a, and a, uh, you know, a respectful, kind, loving, or you can challenge people, but there's, there's a, there's a, there's a way to do, um, there's a way to do social media that's, that can be positive. It's interesting because I, I, I listen to a lot of, uh, uh, like atheist YouTube channels. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's, there are, you know, there are some of them that are just like really, um, you know, they're just combative and insulting and disrespectful, but there's, there's a whole separate side of, of those channels. And, um, I was actually just watching one yesterday and, and he was talking about how, look, look at, if I want all the views and all the clicks, I know what I can do. I can insult people, be negative, put people down and yeah. I will literally see the metrics of the YouTube analytics. Right. Like, yeah. and, yeah. but he, he said, I don't want to, I don't want to be that. And he is able to, I mean, you just read the comments and it's, it's Christians and non-Christians having respectful conversations with, with each other. Um, yeah, maybe he's not going to get as much uh, uh, flow and movement uh, like uh, of traffic, but it's, it's kind of one of those encouraging things to see. And it, I don't see why we can't, as the church have a have a similar kind of approach to things. Yeah, there's a dark side to social media. There's the kind of toxicity of of Twitter and all of that. But when you rise above it and when you when you when you try to you know be better, then people notice that and people respect that and people respond positively. Yeah, well, well, you know, I think I think is exactly what you just said. You talk, aren't we supposed to be light? Yeah, in the darkness, be like, in the be in, be be, be <laughs> in, yeah, make a difference, right? Yeah. And and if if it's true that majority of social media has is is much more positive yeah. than we think, yeah. then shouldn't we be contributing to that and mm-hmm. being a voice, you know, for other people to mm-hmm. to hear? So but so I was really like I was surprised just how much it bothered me to hear of these churches that were taking this tactic. Mm-hmm. Because as as I've said, that's probably a leadership decision, but that certainly isn't a congregational decision. Right. You know? And um yeah, I just, it just frustrated me to no end because I just thought, here's another thing that we're doing as churches that, again, is, you know, causing the separation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and not only that, but on top, man, I, and, and I guess part of my frustration is I keep hearing stories about pastors who are getting in the pulpit and saying, any, any man that wears a, a, a man bun or has longer hair than, you know, so far past his chin or something is unbiblical oh, of yeah. what a man in the Bible is. Oh, and yeah. it's like, where, where, you know, like, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like the majority of, of these people who are getting in the pulpit saying absolutely insane things. Yeah. And then churches making decisions about things that, they should be engaged in, you know, hundred percent and more type yeah. thing, and it's like I'm I'm starting to wonder if I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too, because where do you read all of these 
statements from these churches on social media. On social media. Yeah. 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 So they're not like when they, when it's like when they are, when they're making these comments about social media, they're using social media to spread the idea that social media is, is toxic. Right. Yeah. And so there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a paradox happening, I think in, in a lot of these. Yeah. I, I don't know if statements. there's just so much negativity going on right now that people are shutting down. Mm. And because they don't want to hear it anymore, yeah, and and all of that. And it, it, it I mean, we know this from, um, you know, just general general kind of psychology, right? Like the negative things, the negative thing that somebody tells you is much more impactful and sticks with you, right? Then yeah, you need something like seven yeah, positives yeah, to outdo yeah, uh, it, one negative. Yeah, it's just psychologically we're much more um, prone to sort of letting the negative things stick. Uh, but again, that's another another reason why, as a church, we can hopefully carry ourselves differently. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah to be countercultural, counter message, counter mm-hmm. negativity. That's that's kind of like our role. Mm. It's kind of like we are the place of hope, and it's like if we if we you know ret- you know retract ourselves from right. the very arenas where a voice of hope needs to be communicated, what, what are we doing in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are we achieving? So I don't, I don't know. I just, that just continues to be one of those things, bugaboos that, yeah. that I have at this particular time. And, you know, like, and we talk about it being social media, but there's only really, and people are going to argue with me about this, but I think there's only one platform that's truly social. Everything else is more uh, announcement mm-hmm. or entertainment or, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, you can't really talk on Instagram. Right. You can't really talk on TikTok. You can't really, you know, talk on um, Twitter, you know, it's short little bursts, but you don't really have a conversation. The only, the only platform which is getting annihilated is Facebook. Right. It's the only true social platform. Yeah. It's probably one of the more like truly social media platforms. Yeah. Right? Where, yeah. where you can have a two-way, three-way conversation mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But it's the one that's being touted as, you know, the worst platform out of all of them, yeah. which I find really interesting too. And yet yeah. all these other platforms that aren't truly social right. are the ones that get all the yeah. play. There's more of like uh, people wanting kind of short bursts of media, right? Like we've kind of gone from the deeper sort of long form media to I want to watch a seven second video and then <laughs> go to the next video, right? The shorts, right? The that's shorts, that's a yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is it is interesting. I had a, a professor, you know John Franklin? He was a heritage oh, for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know John. Yeah. He, he, taught, he taught me uh, like art. Uh, art. Fine yeah. arts and stuff. Great guy. Wonderful, wonderful person. And he, had, he would always have this phrase, and I'm not, I'm not quoting it exactly, um, but he would always say, you know, without, with a lack of presence comes a lack of influence, basically. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it was something along those lines. Um, but that's so true. It's true, right? And as we as we remove ourselves, we can't we can't as, expect to have any kind of impact or influence. Um, uh, I mean, how true that is. I, I mean, sometimes perhaps we can we can retreat from something. But I think as a general rule, I think it's a, I think it's a wise kind of 
a wise rule. You know, if we're going to, if we're going to separate ourselves, if we're going to retreat, if we're going to not, um, contribute and for him, for him, it's in the, in the realm of art, but I mean, all, you know, speech, all these things are kind of have an artistic element. Yeah. Then, then we will, we'll lose our influence. Right. Um, and I th- yeah, I think I think the church needs to be involved in in culture and social media and arts and 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 hopefully have a positive impact on that, right? Yeah, some of the best some of the best devotional material that um, that I enjoy on a, on a daily basis comes from Instagram accounts of yeah. you know uh, pastors or you know other. Instagram communicators who are doing really brief, like biblical truths yeah. in in really inventive and powerful ways. You know, mm-hmm. one of my one of my favorites is Ozzy Dave on Instagram, and he always, you know, does a Hebrew study, mm-hmm. really short, few few pages, yeah, and is oftentimes very profound mm-hmm. and uh, really well done. Mm-hmm. And get you thinking and kind of motivates you and encourages you to, you know, there's times I've, I've been encouraged to read a particular passage, you know, to get the full context of, of what he's presented. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people like that that, yeah. are, that are doing that. And I think, I, I think it has such a positive potential that why wouldn't you engage right. in that? And, you know, my imagination runs wild. I can't, I mean, you know, I, um, you know, I know... I know a couple of churches by name that have sort of taken this policy. And I'm trying to imagine how this group of elders got into this room and made this decision Mm. and thought it was a good decision to make. I just can't kind of rationalize in in my mind what benefit they they thought they were going to achieve through this. Right. And the truth is we all like, we choose what we say. Yeah. Right. We choose what we follow. Yeah. We can unfollow. I, I I go through these phases where I just there's just there's toxic people on social media, and yeah. it's like unfollow, right, or silence, or you know, like we can we can we can choose how we navigate this world, right? And there there I I mean there are dark sides to social media, right? Um, we. I think we we even had a summer intern at one point who was doing graduate research into the effects of social media oh, social, on, yeah, on, on, yeah. on like young girls and, and boys as their their image right image issues uh, eating disorders um, all of those kind of things. So okay. there are dark sides to yeah. social media, yeah, and, and, and we, it's teaching them selectivity in right? what they yes. Yeah. There's a there's also a dark side of of young boys being particularly white boys um being radicalized yeah. right through like through memes getting people to like sort of you, you sort of start to laugh at some like racist jokes and then you get you find this community and then you sort of start mocking you know you start mocking progressive ideas or uh quality and those types of things and then you're all of a sudden in the dark side of the internet and you're you're, like it's it's actually a like a radicalization process yeah, really yeah. but again if that is if that is a potential on social media then 
why would we want to leave that to its own to yeah its own sort of fruition in, instead of trying to trying to bring some sort of balance or positivity to the to or the, e- or the even world. or even to counter yeah. the, the main message that is, that is being heard um, because isn't that even even as a church on a regular Sunday morning aren't we countering yeah. the messages that people are receiving from culture at large and hopefully giving them something. You know, I like, it was a Bruggerman that talked, um, you know, describing the Psalms. He says there's, you know, you come in disoriented mm. in the Psalm, then there's the process of orientation. Right. And then by the time the Psalm is done, you're reoriented back to God, mm-hmm. right? And I've always thought that was a beautiful picture of what a Sunday morning service should look like. Mm. People are coming in disoriented from the week that they've had. You know, the process of the service is, is an orientation, right? And then, and then by the time they leave, they're hopefully reoriented mm-hmm. in their faith to God and, and stronger and ready to meet the week head on, et cetera, et cetera. I always thought that was a, a good sort of like mind experiment for developing a service. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but we, it seems like we have lost the sense that we're on a mission, mm-hmm. that the mission is primary. And sometimes when I see churches do decisions like this, it's all about our gathering is more important than the mission. Mm. Our community is more important than the mission. And those things are important, yeah. but it doesn't trump the mission. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you want it, you do want to let, you do like, you do want to let communities and hopefully those, those elders were gauging sort of who they are as a church, right? Like, is there, was there, was there particular risks in that community that social media was, was bringing? Like, I mean, everybody kind of knows their own church community. And so hopefully, you know, hopefully it wasn't just like a reactionary thing, right? Hopefully it was, you know, hopefully it was done with, um, hopefully to, to benefit their, their, particular community in their in their space and so i i don't i don't i don't ever want to throw stones at churches and pastors who do their own come to those own conclusions but it certainly does strike me as a kind of a reactionary um sort of us versus them uh mentality and like you said how will that impact the people in in that church community who now might take the similar approach. And um, it's kind of, I think, you know, this is just me now speaking as a parent. I want to see what's on there. I want to know what my kids are learning about, right? Like there's, that is a, like a space of influence, right? Social media is a space of influence on people. Yeah. And if I'm completely just removing myself from that, I'm not even going to be aware of what cultural trends are happening, cultural messages or uh, values that are, that are, it's a meme, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it goes and it gets repeated and kids hear it. And if I'm not in that space, then 
You know, like how am I supposed to connect with students at this point in my life, right? Yeah. If, oh, oh, yeah, me right? too. Like, yeah. If I don't, if I'm not aware of what's what's happening in in in, in the world, right? Because social media has become a world unto its own kind of. Yeah, thing, I, right? yeah, yeah. You, you know, I re- I remember hearing uh, an interview with the actor Terry Crews. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about growing up in an incredibly legalistic church, right? And, you know, TVs were forbidden Mm -hmm. in this church, Mm. you know. But he said everybody had a TV at home, but they would put it on the windowsill so it it would kind of like sit, you know, partially outside of the home and they could say we don't have a tv in our house (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know so when you start forbidding things like that Mm -hmm. especially when it's so ubiquitous in Mm -hmm. in the culture what is it you know you're not gonna it's 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 just a a defeatist um, mindset and i'm not sure jesus was defeatist in, you know, the mission that he's given us. And again, I know it's fraught with all kinds of messiness, but unfortunately, that's what life is. Life is messy, and these things are not easy to navigate, but we can certainly navigate it with a little bit of of, um, intentionality when it comes to what we're communicating. And, you know... So anyway, that's that's been my big big thing um, this week. That's been really bothering me. Is can can we as churches not make reactionary uh, decisions that in the end hurt the church more than the culture at large? Because frankly, I don't think the culture gives a rip if we walk away from social media, and it just gives them more space to. Um, again, that's that's very us against them statement and I realize that's that's not a healthy statement either but I just think it's sad when we pull away yeah. from opportunities where the gospel can shine yeah if, if the church is leaving a space and people are applauding well, why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. that's a good question to ask, yeah right? like why I'm, I'm absolutely mm. So anyway, I think I, I think we've uh, wrapped this one up. Uh, Matthew, thanks again for being here and part of it, and thank you for listening. Uh, again, I'm John Korkadakis with my good friend Matthew Burkholder, and we are Theology Jam. And you know, if you have a topic or questions or comments that you want to make about the show, you can always reach us at theologyjam at gmail.com. And look forward to uh, connecting with you next time. Take care and may God bless. Bye-bye.